Hi, I'm Michael Stittle. And I'm Nick Nanos. Uh, and welcome to Trendline. Nick, I can't believe this is our second last election episode. Uh, pretty amazing. Uh, you have no new gray hairs. I probably have a lot less hair, but we've we've managed to come all this all this way. Uh, what are the national numbers? Well, with three sleeps left, count them, three. We have the Liberals at 31.9% nationally, Conservatives 30.4, NDP 20.3, Bloc 5.8, People's Party 7.5, Green Party 3.2 nationally. So statistical dead heat when it comes to national ballot support. Oh, they're still, the front runners still locked in a tie. Um, how about preferred PM numbers? Well, on the preferred prime minister front, we have Justin Trudeau, the choice of 29.8% of Canadians nipping on his heels is Aaron O'Toole at 27.8, Sting at 19.9. Don't know, 9.7, Bernier, 7.6, Blanchette, 3.0, and Enemy Paul at 2.1. All right. So uh, national numbers is one thing, but, but how this translates to an actual outcome in terms of uh, House of Commons seats is quite another. Uh, what, what are your, what's your research telling you right now, Nick? Hey, Michael, do we have a time machine, kind of a trend line? Trend we do. Where we can crank, <laughs> crank, crank it back. 2019, think of it this way. In 2019, the Liberals lost the popular vote in a very, very tight race, but they actually won the government because of the distribution, the efficient distribution of seats mm-hmm. that they had. So, We've been crunching the numbers in our seat projections over the last number of days and the modeling right now, assuming that this current scenario upholds for the next two days and there's no significant movement, we're looking at a liberal win, period, full stop. Mm. Then the question is, how big will that win is? The most likely outcome is a liberal minority government. And then after that, it's could even be a liberal majority government, depending on how things break in the closing days of the campaign. So looking at that national tie, when we convert it into seats in the House of Commons, and the same thing that happens, looks like it's going to happen in 2021, that happened in 2019, hmm. that in a close race on national ballot numbers, the Liberals won more seats in 2019. It looks like they are poised to repeat that. And then the question is, how big a win will it be? Could even be a majority. That's not out of the realm of possibility. But the most likely outcome is a liberal minority government. Wow. Wow. Um, Now, we also have this other factor in play, uh, mail-in ballots. Uh, We've had more than a million mail-in ballots uh, requested. Uh, These are Canadians voting in their own own writings. uh, and, And you've done some research on that as well. Yes, actually, that's one of our tracking questions we, we track every night. And uh, today we're going to be uh, releasing numbers based on vote preferences on likelihood to vote by mail. And what we did was we asked Canadians on a scale of zero to 10 on how likely they were to vote by mail, where zero is absolutely not vote by mail and 10 is absolutely vote by mail. And what's interesting are the numbers. So first of all, We estimate that around 8% of Canadians will vote by mail. That's consistent with the Elections Canada number because if there's 1.2 million ballots requested by mail, 15 million voters, that's about 8%. So Hmm. the number's good on that front. However, when we look at those folks that are either a 9 or a 10 out of 10 that make up that 8%, wow, the numbers really jump. Liberals, 47%. New Democrats, 26%. Conservatives, 
12%, Bloc 6, Green Party 6, People's Party 2. What does this mean? So liberal, those mail-in ballots are four times more likely to favor the liberals than the conservatives. And you know what, Michael, this is very similar to the election in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mail-in ballots were much more likely to favor the Democrats than the Republicans. So mm-hmm. that's probably the same phenomenon playing itself out here. So what's going to happen on election night? Pollsters might get a little nervous. I think I'll be nervous on election night regardless. But whatever the popular support results are on election night, if they do not include any of the mail-in ballots on Tuesday, the ballot numbers for the Liberals will be marginally better than they will be on Monday after once all the ballots are wow. I it, it is. It's a kind of a strange echo of uh, the, the last U.S. election night when when we were doing trend line that that is strange how how more way more democrats voted uh by mail than showed up and and we saw that kind of flip in the results but but this isn't you're you're obviously you're not expecting as huge a change uh, no in this one no no because the thing is is that in the united states many more voters voted by mail compared mm-hmm. to canada eight percent is still gonna it's gonna break the record regardless of what it is because it, you know in 20 uh 2019 it was about fifty five thousand or thereabouts voted by mail. So we know that record's going to get smashed into little bits. But the key takeaway here is that for those mail-in ballots, they're four times more likely to favor the liberals than the conservatives. Wow. Uh, so you're, you're forecasting, at least right now, a, a liberal win. Uh, too soon to know if it's a minority or, or maybe even a majority. Um, we keep seeing this rise in the People's Party of Canada, Nick. Is, is that really having an impact on the conservative vote? Well, it isn't in certain uh, in certain races, and you know, I think structurally, think of it this way: we have uh, we have one leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Aaron O'Toole, and then we have the second wannabe leader of the Conservative Party of Canada, Maxime Bernier, who mm-hmm. is a former leader leadership candidate uh, in this race. And you know, I think there's two big narratives in this election, apart from the outcome, which is most likely to be a Liberal win. The other narrative is Aaron O'Toole's brand improving. Mm-hmm. which is the one big trend line. And I think the other surprise was the People's Party, which seemed before the election kind of like basically dead at around 1.9%. But now at you know we have them at 75 Who knows where they'll land? The interesting thing is, will those folks come out and vote? So I would expect that uh, although they're at 7.5, I'd be surprised if they can deliver on all of that. It might be a little lower, but still a better outcome than expected for the People's Party of Canada. It, it is remarkable looking at your preferred PM numbers, uh, how, you know, the, the change for Aaron O'Toole. Um, why don't we talk about the, the overall brands for, for the leaders? Uh, so, you know, Aaron O'Toole, a huge improvement, although uh, he's facing uh, criticism currently for uh, defending Alberta Premier Jason Kenney's handling of the pandemic. And, and he seems to be very much under pressure right now. Um, uh, what should he be doing uh, going into this weekend? Well, I think I think right now we're into the ground game, basically block by block, city by city, riding by riding. And for O'Toole and the Conservative team, they've got to focus on getting out the vote. Um, and you know that thing is is and and on the machinery. So expect them to have very sharp ta- attacks against uh, Trudeau and the Liberals because that's a good way to motivate the Conservative base and to uh, mobilize. The big question is how well targeted will the O'Toole resources be in terms of getting out the vote? Because they don't really need to spend a lot of time in the prairies because that region is a lock. They've got to be in the 905 in Ontario and in select ridings in British mm-hmm. Columbia. 
some writings in Atlantic Canada in order to in order to maximize maximize the conservative support out there. Hmm. Now, in in many ways, Nick, th- this is been an election about uh, liberal leader Justin Trudeau uh, and, you know, his track record over the last six years, his personal brand. Uh, what should he be doing this weekend? Well, for Trudeau, I would expect him to spend time in the province of Quebec because right now there are, you know, the island of Montreal is pretty safe. Stepping outside of the island of Montreal, it's pretty competitive. Interestingly, in the last, in the first couple of days after the debate, the block numbers in the nanos tracking improved as part of that backlash against the, uh, you know, Bill 21, the religious symbols question in the, uh, in the English debate and, and Blanchette saying that he was shortchanged on time, a little bit of a backlash that helped the block for a few days, but now the numbers are starting to settle. Uh, the liberals are starting to trend up a little more off the island of Montreal, which is good for them. So expect Trudeau to be uh, not in Montreal. Well, he'll be in Montreal, but outside of Montreal in those ridings, campaigning, whistle-stop campaigning, uh, and that in those suburban ridings that ring Montreal that are basically competitive between the Liberals and the Bloc, with the Liberals hoping to grab as many of those seats as possible. Hmm. Now, NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, we, we saw a bit of a dip in his preferred uh, PM numbers. Um, what, what should he be doing this weekend? Well, his preferred PM numbers are still pretty decent at 19.9. That's a good score for Jagmeet Singh, and he's been a consistent performer. Uh, I, I expect Singh, who is Toronto-based, uh, there are some ridings in, in Toronto, like the Danforth, which used to be held by the, uh, the New Democrats, mm-hmm. uh, some Hamilton ridings that, and that, are, that are opportunities for the New Democrats. So I think uh, for Jagmeet Singh, it's going to be laser-like precision. You know, perhaps Oshawa, for example, and though, although Oshawa has been conservative, the New Democrats uh, have held that, and it's, it's a conservative uh, NDP sw- switcher of a riding. So expect Singh to be highly targeted in some ridings in order to pick up a few more seats in the GTA. Hmm. And now uh, uh, at the back of the pack, we've got uh, Green Party leader Annemie Paul, uh, Bloc leader Yves-Francois Blanchette, and of course, People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier. Yeah, so enemy poll, her objective, win her riding, mm-hmm. right? And if she manages to win her riding, then uh, that'll be good news for her in terms of her position as leader of the Green Party of Canada, because she'll be entering the House of Commons. That said, she's in a tough race. Uh, that riding is, is, is a, too close to call, but the Liberals should be able to hold on to that. Mm. Uh, but we don't really know whether Annemie Paul's kind of presence in the riding. So she'll be spending more time in her riding than any federal party leader will in their own, uh, whether that has a bit of a bump. So I think that riding's still too close to call because we can't factor what I'll say, the fact that she still is the national leader of the Green Party of Canada, and she's spending a lot of time in one riding. And you know what? If she can't win that, it'll be tough for her to hold on to the leadership. Hmm. Uh, any thoughts, uh, Nick, other thoughts on uh, Bernier and uh, Blanchette? Well, Bernier is uh, competitive in Beauce, which is the riding that he used to hold. Uh, the, we have the Conservatives projected to win, but it's being much closer. And I don't really know how well organized Maxime Bernier is in his riding because he's been mm. effectively running a national campaign, much more so than Enemy Paul. Um, and and touring around in different parts of the country. So, you know, big question mark is, could he win both? Yes. Um, But it will be if he has a good organization on the ground. And uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he can deliver 
uh, deliver on that. And you know, the thing is, is this this Jason Kenny stuff that's happened in the last few days is not helpful for Aaron O'Toole. You know, you talk about who this election is about. Well, right now, at least, there's more focus on O'Toole than Trudeau. Um, yeah. And uh, that's not great for O'Toole to have that focus, especially with the stuff that's going on in Alberta in the closing days of the campaign. No, I, I, I should note he was, he, he meant to have an interview on CTV National News, but he canceled and has not uh, rescheduled that interview, um, which uh, perhaps speaks to his strategy. I don't know. Uh, Nick, uh, thank you very much uh, for these insights. Uh, we will be back Monday, Monday morning, of course. Um, and where can we find you meanwhile? On Twitter at Nick, N-I-K Nanos, or on the web at www.nanos.co. And I'm also on Twitter at Michael Stittle, and you can find more about everything that Nick and I have discussed at ctvnews.ca. Thanks for listening.